Hi there. We are almost at the end of part one of Evelyn's story, and I would love to hear from you. Send me your feedback through email or a comment on social media. You can even mention us on social media. Would love to have a conversation with you about the story. Thank you so much for listening to my story. I appreciate your time. This production is a result of many sleepless nights, and I hope you enjoy as much as I do when I create it. To help keep this project alive, you can support us by buying some merch at our store or by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. You can join at any level, and by doing so, you access true facts about the story, our chapters for your reading pleasure, full-length version of this episode, and much more. You can cancel at any time, no hard feelings. Thank you so much to those that already support us and those who are considering the near future. It means the world to me. See you there. Previously on Building Evelyn Maria was a childless woman. She was petite with fair skin and dark straight hair that flowed down to her shoulders. She had striking blue eyes and her statement was red lipstick. She became smitten with Mr. Jerry and their relationship took over despite the fact that he never kept it a secret that he was married to another woman. She knew that his wife was Miss Josie, a well-known woman in the neighborhood. Jerry liked Maria very much and always told other people. Welcome to Building Evelyn. This dramatic story is based in true events, but written with a bit of fiction, showcasing Brazilian culture throughout the story. Some chapters are written by different writers, and each writer not only continues the story using real events and facts, but also puts their own twist on the previous writer's idea to keep the story moving. I am Jackie Passau, and this chapter was written by me. Evelyn and the girl who played the mother of the protagonist from the play at the library became very good friends. Her name was Cleo, and when she wasn't in class, she was swimming, and she was very good at it. She was one of the best swimmers in the entire school for her age level and competed on the school team. She was very passionate and was always advocating for the sport as a great exercise and essential for survival skills. Evelyn, do you know how to swim? 
Cleo asked one day during recess. No, I don't. I have never taken a class. Well, I think you should. I could ask the teacher if he is taking new students. If he says he is, then you can come and practice with us in the afternoon. You can start in a shallow pool until you get used to it. That sounds scary. It's not going to be, trust me. You might have fun. That same day, Cleo inquired about the possibility of adding a new swimming student. Usually, the enrollment was during the school registration, and by this point, the class was full. But Cleo was a very good athlete, and the teacher said yes. Evelyn will be allowed to come to class in the afternoons. Cleo told Evelyn about it the following day, and she was excited to start. At home, Mary was not as enthused as her daughter because Evelyn's swimming suit was old and not suitable to be worn for a long time. Swimming in it would be difficult, as it had lost some of its elasticity. She had to use some money from her savings to buy her daughter a new suit, and that didn't happen without complaining. Evelyn's first practice in a small pool was tiring but fun. The pool was shallow, like Cleo mentioned, but it was just right for beginning swimmers. Cleo always made sure to come early to accompany her friend and provide moral support. The beginner's class at the shallow pool didn't last long, at least to Evelyn. She was learning for what felt like just a few weeks. Then they moved her to the big, deep Olympic pool for recreation time. She was very scared and her friend was performing advanced tricks that made Evelyn afraid. Cleo and some of her swimming friends were showing Evelyn how to dive to the bottom of the pool and they wanted her to do it next. She didn't feel comfortable with just a few weeks of classes under her belt to dive down to the bottom of the big pool. I don't know if this is a good idea, Evelyn said. You hold your breath and I will hold your hand. When you are ready to come up, we all come up, Cleo pressured her friend. Evelyn was able to hold her breath for a fairly long time. She asked to hang by the edge of the pool and they agreed. So she held onto the ladder the whole time until she felt safe after gaining a bit more experience with time. At the end, she had fun with the girls before they had to start their practice. Evelyn practiced by herself some of what she learned in the beginner's class right there at the edge and she didn't venture towards the middle of the pool at all. Once she was done, she would watch the team with the experienced students. Their level of expertise was rather impressive. The swimmers had locker rooms in which they would ready themselves to swim and to go home after practices. Evelyn didn't know that was even a thing. She had never been to a locker room before. In the beginning, she wasn't prepared to wash the chlorine off herself because she didn't know she had to. She didn't have a gym bag packed or even a gym bag at all. After living many times wearing wet clothing, the girls asked her what was the matter. Evelyn would say she forgot to bring her bag and the girls would offer her their things. 
She borrowed soap, shampoo, a towel, and a comb many times. When she later noticed she had lice, she wondered if it was because she borrowed a towel and comb from the girls many times. The lice became an issue almost overnight. It was horrid, and with these parasites all over her hair, Evelyn could no longer swim. It was one of their conditions, and she knew one of the girls was breaking the rules since Evelyn believed they passed it to her once she borrowed their items. She quit swimming after six weeks because she was afraid to confront the girls and to admit to the teacher that she and her friends were swimming in the Olympic pool with lice. This deep pool was used by adult swimmers as well and even used for competitions. There were signs in the locker rooms stating that had lice held tightly to human hair. The signs also stated that lice lived for several hours in water and to comply one had to wear a cap and not to swim with lice. Nobody wore swimming caps. Deep inside, Evelyn was scared to be in the water, but the situation with the lice made her fears worse. Evelyn had long, dark hair, and at home, she would comb it constantly using a fine-tooth comb to remove as many lice as she could. The lice laid eggs quickly, and the whitish eggs attached to her hair. They were very difficult to remove, even with the comb, resulting in her having to do it manually. Mary would occasionally help out with that. Evelyn would comb her hair again at her grandmother's house before she went to sleep and would get very frustrated because she didn't understand why it was taking so long for her mother to take her to the doctor. To her, it felt like she had lice for quite a while. In school, the kids bullied her because she always spent her recess at the library reading rather than socializing with them. And when she wasn't at the library, she was doing schoolwork. Having lice was yet another issue. She felt very uneasy whenever anyone approached her. It was very stressful because the kids were always on her about something. She kept her distance by taking refuge at the library. The exposure she got by performing the play there prompted the librarians to refer Evelyn to the art teachers when the school was putting together a variety show and they needed a host. They came to Evelyn directly and invited her to present along with another student who was good friends with her. They had been friends and classmates since kindergarten, and he was the son of one of the teachers. On many occasions, the kids would play around saying that they were a couple, but they were just friends. Now the two of them were invited to host the variety show, and both were pretty happy to do it. They were not going to be reading all the time like her narrator assignment. This was to introduce the persons or groups they were going to dance or sing and to end the show with a closing statement. The two kids were very good readers, so they didn't have to practice lots of time. And to Evelyn's relief, she didn't have to hold the microphone this time. The variety show was set to take place at the auditorium and the school had lighting and audio equipment set up and ready to go.
On the day of the variety show, Evelyn made sure to look extra sharp. She wore her only nice outfit, which was a matching white top with skirt and her red flats. She spent extra time combing her hair to remove lice and put her hair up in a high ponytail. She met up with her co-host friend before it was time to rehearse. They were outside of the auditorium, standing there holding their papers and chatting, when some of the kids from her class approached them and were making fun of Evelyn. You are ugly, they said, as they stood around and taunting her. Your hair doesn't look nice, said another while they circle around her. We can see the lice and it's disgusting. The kids got uncomfortably close as they made fun of her. Evelyn's vision blurred so badly with the tears she tried hard to contain that she didn't notice when her friend ran inside the auditorium to call his mother, who was a teacher at the school to help. With her tears now rolling down her cheeks, Evelyn was the center of this mistreatment for a long while. But as soon as the kids saw the adults approaching, they scattered in all directions as Evelyn collapsed on the ground sobbing. She knew she was pretty and that she looked nice with her going out outfit. But the reason she was crying so hard was that she didn't understand why her mother wouldn't take her to the doctor to get her a prescription for some sort of lice medication knowing she was self-conscious about it. The teacher helped Evelyn inside to get cleaned up, and an hour later, she presented the variety show with her friend like nothing had happened. Still, the feeling of her mother's neglect persisted, so Evelyn decided on her walk back home that she was going to get the appointment herself. Her plan was to talk to Mrs. Daniela, the librarian, about the lice situation in the hopes the lady would help her get an appointment at the complex's clinic. When she did, it was very embarrassing, but she told her that she got lice when she borrowed a comb from a friend while taking swimming lessons, and that the situation had been going on for a long while. Evelyn also mentioned that her mother sometimes would help her by fine combing her hair home on the weekends, but that she took care of it mostly on her own by fine combing at home during the day and at her grandmother's house at night. And despite all this work, the lice were not going away and kept laying eggs in her hair. Evelyn continued, saying she believed she needed to go to the doctor and get a prescription, but her mother said she couldn't miss work, and that since Evelyn was only 10 years old, she wasn't able to wake up early and walk through the favela alone at dawn to stand in line to grab a ticket to be able to be seen the same day by one of the doctors. Mrs. Daniela listened attentively, and Evelyn continued. I am telling you all this to ask if you could help me somehow get a ticket to see the doctor, the librarian said. I agree with you that this situation cannot continue. Let me see what I can do. I'll talk to some people and I'll let you know by tomorrow, Evelyn. Thank you, and I apologize for bringing such a personal matter to you, but I didn't know who else I could talk to. 
The librarian talked to the principal of the school, and together they went into the school social worker's office to talk to them about Evelyn. They were able to reserve a time for Evelyn to see the doctor the next day during recess. When the social worker explained the situation to the doctor, he agreed to meet Evelyn on his break. Evelyn went home and told her grandmother what she did. Miss Josie offered to help her buying the prescription if the sample the doctor would give her wasn't enough to kill the parasites. Head to patreon.com slash building Evelyn to resume listening. Building Evelyn original story, narration, and production by Jackie Pesal. Music by Clark James. You can listen to his amazing music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. To learn more, visit ClarkJamesPiano.com or find him on Facebook or Amazon. I hope you find this podcast entertaining. If you are interested in contributing a song or to write the next chapter of the story, send us a message at info at buildingevelyn.com and we will consider featuring it. If you want to get in touch with us, find us on WhatsApp at 513-580-4595. For those who love to read, our chapters are now available at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. To listen to previous chapters and not to miss the next one, subscribe on your favorite podcast player, our YouTube channel, or head over to our website, buildingevelyn.com. That is B-L-D-G-E-V-E-L-Y-N dot com. And while you are there, consider clicking the donate link. That would be so nice of you.